guys and welcome back to my dog has please podcast i'm your host rihanna and today we are talking about creating memorable learning experiences for your dogs and humans other living things (laughs) so without further ado let's get into it Alrighty. Creating positive, memorable learning experiences are conducive to learning because it creates an environment that promotes engagement, motivation, and positive emotions, all of which help to enhance the learning process. So you're more likely to retain information when it's received in a positive way. And again, this goes for humans and dogs, other animals. Here are a few reasons why enjoyable experiences support learning. Number one, engagement. Good experiences capture and maintain the learner's experience. The learner being you or the dog, another person, another animal. I will give you some examples of when I couldn't be so engaging with my dog, but if you are engaged, you're more likely to maintain or keep the focus of the animal you're working with and they can process the information um, easier and connect the dots. They'll be more active participants in their training, which also creates stronger behaviors in the long run. We've talked about this before, how if dogs are able to create or do their own behaviors, it's stronger than as if you were to do it for them. That goes for a human being too. Would you rather sit on your own or would you rather have someone push you to sit? (laughs) Uh, Positive reinforcement training creates curious and confident learners. We've talked about this before. It motivates your dog to work with you and want to work with you, which is very important, which also strengthens your relationship and your bond. Point number two, motivation. When dogs find their training enjoyable or rewarding, they're more likely to continue. That goes for saying for anyone. If you're not having a good time, you're probably not going to continue with what you were doing. I remember when I used to uh, work in the corporate world, uh, there were some tedious jobs that we had to do and nobody nobody wanted to do it. We had to do like a cleanup of one of the uh, construction rooms with all the drawings and all that kind of stuff. And you're legally supposed to keep things for like seven years. So we went through and we were throwing them out. But we had created this event and we called it the cleanup party, which when you put party at the end of anything, it sounded amazing. So we all showed up and we did a cleanup and it was great. That in itself motivated me to continue. And I also had friends that helped me along the way, um, you know, other coworkers. And it was an enjoyable experience. So... I was more likely to carry out that tedious task. Point number three, emotional well-being. So positive experiences create a conducive emotional state for learning. So these positive emotions, uh, they have been linked to enhanced cognitive processes like attention, memory, and information processing. So when dogs are feeling good, or anyone for that matter, they are more open, receptive, and creative in their thinking. You can see this in clicker training and the euphoric feeling that overcomes dogs when they hear the sound of the clicker. Even during shaping exercises, you can see the creativity as dogs are exploring the environment to see what earns them that reward. Point number four, reducing stress and anxiety. So enjoyable experiences reduce stress and anxiety that can hinder your learning ability. So dogs who are stressed out, they're not retaining information, they're not able to function, they're not able to carry out the tasks you're asking them to. Uh, Dogs who feel safe and supported and are free of worry and fear, they can focus effectively. And we know this, we know this by working with anxious dogs and helping them to feel safe and watching their confidence levels grow and how they're able to perform in in their environments you can see once they're feeling safe and secure that they're able to give you so much more so all of these reasons help facilitate better information retention and retrieval so think of your own memories and what you've learned and how you've learned and you'll find some in there uh one example i have of when i went to school and this is being an adult in school um i had taken a french class and it was great it was six classes um or i should say six courses ranging from beginner to advanced 
And the teacher that I had for levels one and two, she was an amazing teacher. She was inclusive. She was welcoming. She was warm. She wasn't a teacher that I had like in high school that would nag me and always be like, Rihanna, do you know the answer? No, I don't know the answer. I didn't put my hand up. So <laughs> when that starts happening, it's like, I don't even want to go to your class, dude. Um, but this teacher wasn't like that. She made this environment so safe to learn that everybody was having a good time. And we were all adults in this class. She broke it down and she treated us like we were kids. And I loved it because that's how I learned. And, and the approach was different. It was great. Maybe it's because we paid for the class. Maybe that's the difference between like going to school and having like a class that you paid for. But I don't think it is. I think it does come down to maybe the instructor and their style and like, you know, creating a safe environment and, and just breaking things down so that the people who are learning are successful. When you are successful, you're motivated to continue, right? Nobody wants to fail, especially as adults. We're so self-conscious that we're afraid to make mistakes. So I did level one and level two. And level three, the teacher changed. Uh, we didn't know this woman. We had no other students who had any past experience with her, but we did see her in passing and man, did she ever look strict. So I decided to bow out. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna do this. I'm going to sit this one out. And my friends continued and I said, let me know how it goes. So he did level three and uh, ended up telling me that a bunch of them dropped out and they're not going to continue because this teacher was very different than a level one, level two teacher. Um, you know, it was kind of going back to like my high school days where the teacher would call on me and I wouldn't know the answer and I didn't want to be in that classroom. And um, it was just, it was just interesting. And that's just an experience that they didn't learn. And they also got turned off and didn't continue either. So that doesn't work for anyone. Didn't work for the school, the teacher, the people who wanted to learn. It wasn't pleasant. Another time where um, I wasn't able to create, this is actually me not being able to create a memorable experience was with Amelia. I had signed up for a rally obedience class and uh, it was our second last class and I was having like a really rough week. I was very moody and I just couldn't pretend, I couldn't fake it that day. And I just thought, you know what? I can't show up for you. I'm not gonna be engaging. Um, you know, I'm, I myself am stressed out uh, and I just couldn't put it behind me uh, to show up for her. And I, I set that class out and that's just a, a something that you have to recognize. Like, I'm not able to show up for you. I'm not going to train you today. And then just going into, let's think about like when you're learning as an adult, you know, you're working for a new company and you're learning from another coworker. It's usually not fun. <laughs> They're passing their work off to you. There's a lot of stress going on. There's deadlines to meet. There's things that are happening, meetings to attend to. Um, you know, they're probably onboarding, moving into another role. And here you are trying to learn and it's usually rushed and you're not learning very well. But if you were to make that fun, um, and I don't know how fun you can make transferring work, but in my experience, I didn't have fun transferring work. Um, not in construction anyways but um, that's for another day. Uh, but if you, yeah, if you presented that information in a different way um, that was more engaging to the learner, you're probably going to have a little bit more engagement and a little bit more motivation. Um, Cause I could remember when the coworker has left me and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know if I can do this. Part of that is just nerves because you're starting a new job. But part of it is because it was so rushed when you did the handoff that you're not sure about what you've done. Um, I'm sure if it was done in a more memorable way, you would have retained it a little bit more, or I would have, I shouldn't say you would have. I would have retained it a little bit more. 
when you're training your dogs uh, and you're not sure like how you should behave or what you should do, I always think like treat them like a toddler, treat them like a child. Um, at the end of the day, their IQ is that of like a toddler anyways when they're fully grown. So talk to them that way and treat them like not be like, oh, gushy, gushy. No, like not like that, but break down what your information is that you're trying to tell them and give them breaks and give them time to, to understand, but engage them as you would a child. Take them by the hand, so to speak, and, and help them. All of this to say <laughs> that when you're enjoying the moment, the memory is long lasting. So you'll naturally want to relive something that was so rewarding. And that's how behaviors and habits are formed. It works for the learner. So get out there, start creating memorable learning experiences, make your dogs happy, um, and enjoy the moment. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of My Dog Has Fleas. Until next time, happy training.